Hi, welcome to Forensic Friends. I am your host, Shelly, and I am here with my forensically fascinated friend, Natalie. Greetings, Earthlings. Why? (laughs) (laughs) Why not? I get tired of going, hi. (laughs) I I don't even know how to feel about that. Like, do I cringe? Do I laugh? Do I I turn off the recording? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's it, guys. This episode. We're done. It's a wrap. Goodbye. (laughs) Goodbye forever. We cannot continue. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we can also cut that out, but I don't think I'm going to. (laughs) I was going to say, why not? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, it is my turn this week, and I think I'm going to diverge a little bit. It's not going to be a forensic science topic, but it's not even really a science topic but it's an (laughs) it's an important skill that features prominently in like forensic science and and investigation and also the non-forensic stuff that we've been talking about and also it's an ethics uh almost having morals it's being religious critical (laughs) what In my brain, you can you can be you can have morals or you can be religious. Because <laughs> if you're religious, if you're religious, the morals are built in. Uh, f- we'll get to that actually. <laughs> Interestingly oh, no. enough, we might get to that. Oh no! Um, this I was being sassy for the point of being <laughs> sassy. I did not anticipate that being actually. <laughs> this week's topic is critical thinking. Oh, dear. I'm not even kidding you because I actually took this as an elective in university. It was it was like because you can take whatever the fuck you want as electives. Right. And it was a summer course or actually it was a spring course because it was just the two months in the spring semester. And it was taught through another university that sometimes would have classes at our campus. And I was like, whatever. It sounds easy. It was. There's a class. On critical thinking. Yes, it is actually considered a school of philosophy. So oh it's my. actually under, I think, the faculty of philosophy or, or something like something associated with that. But like, I was just kind of blown away by how structured critical thinking could be. I, I'm just horrified that that is a course you can take. Because I understand that critical thinking is, like, not necessarily a skill everyone has developed. Yeah. Or is used to... I think this... this I mean, that's why propaganda works. This goes into, like, the course... I'm kind of going over, like, maybe the core stuff that would be more relevant to... I mean, real life, obviously, but also, like, true crime investigations, that kind of thing. Right. But also, like, it it went into... I think I, I do want to do an episode on logical fallacies because... Mm. Because. <laughs> obvious mm, reasons. Right. And then, like, it went into pseudoscience, media, advertisement, and, like... I mean, it sounds silly to me because I'm already super analytical, 
like and I'm also very argumentative like when I was in second grade (laughs) when I was in second grade my Chinese school teacher who like Chinese school was once a week okay on the weekend it was I hated it but my second grade teacher so I was six to seven years old told my parents I should consider being a lawyer because I am so damn analytical and argumentative yeah teachers have said that to my parents as well yeah (laughs) I did not go into law school as you know but (laughs) I guess the options there um (laughs) it's uh, it's more work than I really want to do to be completely (laughs) honest so this is one of those things like you know how I didn't go to medical college or medical school because I didn't want to do cadavers yeah I didn't go into law because I didn't want to have to defend people who are guilty (laughs) yeah that's like the picking a side thing I wasn't really that's why I chose to do forensic science because as I've been saying like the evidence itself it's just there right like Mm -hmm. the conclusions you draw from it are you know one side or the other but like you're looking for evidence and that's why like critical thinking actually does apply so what is critical thinking oh dear (laughs) it is the skilled judgment or observation that requires a whole bunch of cognitive skills and quote-unquote intellectual dispositions which i don't know what that means (laughs) but it was in the powerpoint (laughs) that feels very pretentious like you can only have critical thinking if you have the required level of intellect. like, what, but, <laughs> like Well, I mean, it depends on how you define intellect, right? Because I think you and I have kind of defined it as this ability to critically think about something. So I don't know what intellectual dispositions actually means, though. <laughs> like, I, if you want to be smart, <laughs> is it the desire to, or interested in being smart? But, like, what? But no, but that is also a thing because there are, many instances where I've met people who have that potential to be a logical thinking human being but are just too damn lazy to think past that first phase like we talked about this in the confirmation bias episode right like you don't oh, that yeah you don't really want to keep thinking beyond because it either like makes you less advantaged or it's too much work etc etc it's like the people when i worked at the theme park who would ask me how much something costed when the price tag was right there (laughs) i mean i guess this is the same thing it's why i'm frustrated right now with the world because if i in my mind if we present you with actual like here are the facts then people would naturally be concerned for black people yeah, but that's just so, not how. So we'll <laughs> like, we'll get into like why that shit tends to not happen, which we have talked about in previous episodes, especially in the confirmation bias episode. But yeah, well, I'm interested in seeing how like formally people like the it, actual psychology. I, is. I actually took out a lot of stuff because some of it was so. It was like, how do you identify the premise of? And I'm like, we don't need to break it down that far. I think it's. <laughs> most most people can tell but anyway i think this class was also made f- to try and make stupid people smart to make, to sound as like you know oh no yeah i don't know the prof the prof was a pretty cool dude though i think you would have to be if you were a professor of philosophy <laughs> so basically these skills aid the identification, analysis, and evaluation of arguments, which is kind of what it boils down to. 
like thinking further to really analyze a claim that someone is making. Right. And an argument, like formally speaking, it is a set of statements, um, one of which is the conclusion and the rest are premises that are supposed to support the conclusion. Okay. So the very first PowerPoint, like I'm pulling this off of two um, lectures and try to mash them together. So hopefully that works. But you kind of... I'm trying to like, to keep in perspective, like this is not always common sense. No, and (laughs) like... that's that's that was my sense going into this class was like this is gonna be such a dumb class because it's gonna tell you how to think but then like it's so it dives so deep in some parts and I'm just like why and then also there's like like some people who kind of out themselves as morons in the class oh no. <laughs> yeah yeah so. my intro to philosophy I went to a private catholic university and that the one of the requirements they gave was you had to do one class of philosophy. So like mm. right along with all the as a what's what's it called when you get those first classes? I don't core know. classes? Like, like Yeah, but there's another word for it. But as part of your core, like you have math, like at yeah. the university, a science requirement, oftentimes my university was like, Yeah, 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 do all that, but also intro to philosophy. I mean, philosophy is fun. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, it's just, it, it's, it's a, it's a small way of, we're not going to push religion on you or require, like, you participate in the church. However, we're going to get real uh, close to I think nature, kind of the level. nature of this course made you question religion. So, also, I should point out the university that actually this course came from, which did their thing at our school. So, that's why I was able to take it. It's the same university that Dylan went to. And also, I th- I believe they are somewhat known for, because I actually have another friend who did indigenous studies from this university, and that's how I, well, actually, no, I met her online. No, I didn't meet her online. <laughs> I, I met her through a friend who I knew in real life who met her online, and we all hung out, but that's oh, okay. the point. Like, Well, I will say, like, I am worried, like, a little bit, because I know knee-jerk, I might say something as far as, like, religion and critical thinking which is not fair so like if you're religious (laughs) i don't think you're stupid just 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 to be clear i think we'll get in we'll get into why it's a common trope to believe that people who are religious are sheep basically besides the obvious analogy with like religion like with christianity yeah yeah but again, we'll get we'll get into that. So okay. we're gonna start off with the standards of critical thinking. <laughs> I told okay. you. So the first one is clarity, which like it's it's how it sounds. It's like how clear and intelligible is your statement being made? Like, can people understand okay, what fair. you're saying? Right. So if you're just yeah, if you're fluffing a lot, then you're losing the point in that fluff. So. You know, it's not it, like it, it's kind of a barrier if you're fluffing, basically. And I've seen people do that and then come out on the other side of people thinking they're smart because they said a lot of pretty words yeah. instead of what they actually said. Yeah. And then there's precision, which is exactness. So, like, make the point you're making and don't pull in other stuff. Accuracy, which is closeness to the truth, which I'm sure you can imagine why that plays a big role. <laughs> I, you know, I'm uh, suspicious. You know, I had a feeling that would be brought up. <laughs> Relevance, 
which is that the reasons that you're giving in support of your conclusion are actually related to that conclusion. So my example, <laughs> my example, oh, no, my example is the fact that Trump speaks like a toddler is not relevant to the conclusion oh, no. that he's racist. It's just an added bonus fact. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm this reaction is because I'm thinking of all of these like political, yeah, speakers and like how they like to. Just fluff. Yeah, exactly. And be problematic. I think the moral of this episode is do not fluff. (laughs) Yeah, um, Ben Shapiro. Ben (laughs) Shapiro is what's coming to mind, which is why I'm laughing. (laughs) Yeah, so you want to stay relevant. And then there's this term called logical correctness, which is, to me, it's kind of a vague term because it's like the conclusions are drawn logically like it logically follows the premise so i guess it's just that sense of does this make sense which is pretty right i don't understand why it's a separate thing but i don't know either and then logical consistency which is avoiding beliefs or conclusions that contradict one another also also (laughs) kind of a duh oh oh no oh no yeah i i know i'm just (laughs) i told you this was a fun episode (laughs) (laughs) and then this one is kind of one of the major issues that we did kind of talk about in confirmation bias, which is completeness or in that case, lack of completeness, which is developing as thorough and as comprehensive of a knowledge or appreciation of the issues prior to reaching Mm. a conclusion. So the example I gave, which is more relevant to what is happening now and also what we've talked about is when people justify police shooting a black man who was maybe committing a crime, but they don't acknowledge the fact that he was shot in the back and therefore not an actual threat or, you know, or like someone I've argued with uh, a lot. You'll know who I'm talking about, who is like, if you commit a crime, you're opening yourself up to being shot. Yeah, I'm like, you've uh, mentioned that. Yeah. Jaywalking. Yeah. Speeding. That. Where are you going to draw that line? Yeah. So, yeah, like you, you don't want to miss out on information because then you don't have all the facts and then there's the idea of fairness (laughs) which i think is also obvious is avoiding the trappings of our biases prejudices and preconceptions so my example in this one was like i am usually more likely to stand with a woman in any scenario that is my personal bias i will admit that like i just tend to lean more towards and you know this isn't necessarily like because like as women we get the shit end of things but also like it it makes sense right like as a woman it's very it's very it makes sense especially like i know you said that it's not because of other misconceptions or the way people usually take women's word like historically women are not listened to yeah but i mean like just as a personal thing like i just tend to favor women more because Mm. and like Obviously, you know, there are other factors, but just as a thing, right? Or like even in any kind of media, I my like I tend to like Asian characters more if it's not like a strictly Asian oh, okay, drama. Okay, okay. We're going like super basic yeah, bias. Like, like that is, you know, an actual bias. But if I'm going to be fair about something, I use the I don't know if you're caught up on this ridiculous drama with Shane Dawson, Jeffree Star toddy westbrook about the james charles thing and and toddy uh released like a 40 minute long video i know and like (laughs) look i might be more i mean i never liked shane dawson jeffree star is a piece of shit so 
I might be more biased towards like wanting to support Tati, but then I can also acknowledge that her quote unquote apology was a lot of it wasn't really my fault because I was manipulated going into yes, it. Yes, she bitch, you made the video, you filmed the video, you saw it in editing. So there's no chance that you didn't understand what was coming out of your mouth because you approved it enough yeah. to post it. Like, not to say that she wasn't manipulated because that has definitely happened. Like, in not just in this circumstance, but, you know, there are people who... Oh, yeah, Like, yeah. if you had a bad feeling about someone and then other people are telling you all these shitty things, then suddenly that person is just a lot worse in your mind. Exactly. Like, I don't believe... I'm not trying to say she wasn't manipulated, but, like... You cannot you can still, say that you are manipulated and then get rid of all personal Yeah, you can still take some accountability. Like, obviously, it's not going to be 100% on her. But as a adult, a neurotypical, yeah. like, I mean, I'm not going to s- speak about mental health because obviously I don't know her history. I'm not, maybe she's not even neurotypical. I don't know that stuff, right? Like, that's her personal stuff yeah. that she might not share. But as someone who presents that way, like, you are still of sound enough mind to make your own decisions, even if they might be heavily influenced by someone else. So, but anyway. I mean, even in war crimes, even in war crimes, if you do something bad and you're following orders, you're still going to get some measure of punishment. Yeah, or more of a, like, not contemporary. I don't want to say relevant because it's not like it's any, it's irrelevant, but (laughs) of like police brutality. Right. Like people mm-hmm. are like, oh, well, there are still good cops. And then some people are like, well, like the quote unquote good cops who do nothing are still complicit. And it's like, well, yes, they are still making the decision to stay silent or support the bad cops. But there are other factors. So they're still yeah. responsible, maybe not 100 percent, but definitely not, you know, completely like like the the fault isn't completely taken out of them, basically. Yeah, some people genuinely think that they can, by staying in a system, make effective change, which is why I stayed in religion as a minister longer. Yeah, like, there are, and that's not to say that, like, you know, they're at fault for letting this happen, because there's only so much they can do, but again, it's complicated, but that's the whole fairness bias thing. Like, you can have your biases, but you have to take them out when you're trying to make an argument, because otherwise, Mm -hmm. then it's not a fair argument. So there are some barriers to critical thinking, which, again, we did talk about at least one of them. Egocentric and egocentrism, centrism, centrism, centrism. That's also that's also very poignant with your example of the YouTube drama. Yeah. So it's seeing reality from a self-centered perspective, as the term implies. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like you don't really see other people's perspectives and you just kind of like it's all on you and there's different forms of that there's self-interested thinking which is the tendency it's basically confirmation bias i think it's an interchangeable term i'm not sure but that's like the definition is literally the same which is the tendency to accept and defend beliefs that align with your own interest i think it might be a little different just i think well maybe one is a little bit more implicit than the other but like yeah Like, it's kind of like confirmation bias is essentially like believing things that are advantageous to you or align with your current beliefs and ignoring the other Uh, stuff. So I was thinking in a little a different way, like confirmation bias being that 
but like egocentric looking at things is like that someone did this okay so there's another thing with this going into gabby hannah <laughs> i love that word. I, just because <laughs> we are so relevant right now we're talking about <laughs> police brutality and youtube drama <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's that's the lens we have right now. So. Yeah, it's like it, important stuff and then the petty, hilarious stuff. Right. I mean, the petty, hilarious stuff we all think is petty for exactly the same reasons, I think, in these these models of thought. But like her thing was with her whole Trisha potentially having an STD oh, that yes. was incurable to her, like the way she responded, which is what I have problems with is literally the words that came out of her mouth, <laughs> not necessarily the the gossip part. She looks at that situation from her standpoint. I had a friend who was having sex with someone who could potentially have a permanent STD. I am not in the wrong. I couldn't have hurt anyone's feelings because that's what everyone else would do and refuses to see how she could have resolved this without spreading it to fucking everyone yeah. and continues to say that online. So, like, from her perspective, she is in the right because she did something that she would appreciate someone else to do in this situation, but that she's only seeing how this could have worked in her favor, but not necessarily why, I don't know, having being associated with herpes would be harmful to someone else. Yeah, I think that's actually maybe closer to self-serving bias, which is my next mm. little bullet, which is, well, not exactly, because self-serving bias is the tendency to overrate yourself, right? So I think from Gabby Hanna, was like, I'm, I'm a good person. I look out for my friends, and mm -hmm. that's why what I did is okay. Yeah, it's kind of, it's just looking at, like, yourself as better than other people. Okay, that bit. Yeah, I see that. Yeah, so it's kind of like that, it, like she doesn't seem to realize i mean it's a, it's a bigger issue of her i mean allegedly because we don't know if her reasoning is actually the real reasoning or it's just a convenient excuse right like it could just be yeah i mean which i think there definitely is evidence for both yeah so but you know if that was if what she said was actually true then it's very like well, I did the right thing here because I'm such a considerate friend. I was just worried for my friend. I'm so caring and compassionate. It's it's that kind of. Oh, thing. Well, actually, she does call herself. She's like, I'm the nicest person. I couldn't be more kind. I like, do. I think I do remember. She that. literally says, "Yeah, yeah." Um, and then we kind of move into more of a group-related thing, so sociocentrism, which is basically egocentrism, but as it relates to the group. So like white nationalists type yeah. things? Yeah, so like there's group bias, which is seeing your group as inherently better than other groups. So exactly white. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Or I mean, if you want to <laughs> use like a more mundane example, it would be like, well, we're going back to Final Fantasy fourteen, okay? <laughs> but it's like, <laughs> like you know, tanks, <laughs> tanks being like tanks are the most important players, like people who main a tank is like so much better than people who just dps all dps do it's kind of that i like or oh no another example is when i used to do archery so i did olympic recurve style which is when you have like the fancy they are still wood but it's it looks more like polycarbonate and then you have like the fancy equipment and stuff so that was a style that i mm -hmm. learned because that was what was available and then you know there's like the compound bow users which are the bows with all the pulleys and stuff 
Yeah, and, the crazy looking ones. Yeah, and there's always some kind of rivalry between the two, even mm-hmm. though they serve very different purposes. <laughs> so, like, yeah, like, the stereotype is compound boat users tend to be kind of, like, toxic masculinity, even if they are female. Like, they're very like, yeah, I'm so much, like, manlier because I go hunting with my badass bow. And then my coach, who is an Olympic recurve shooter, his bow, the draw la- draw weight is 50 pounds oh my god so like this compound bow shooter was like oh like my bow is like 60 pounds it's heavier than yours but it's all pulleys and stuff right so then my coach was like sure you want to pull my bow then my 50 pound bow which is 10 pounds lighter but like you're pulling the full 50 i'm not gonna lie and say i'm i'm, I'm with your yeah teachers. like i mean <laughs> some of it is kind of silly I, they do make fun of each other it's I don't think it's very serious. It's just that kind of thing. But that's that's basically socio or group bias. It's like mm-hmm. f- the group you're in is always going to be better in your eyes. Whatever. Yeah. Right. Whatever group that is. And then. Which I think is natural. Yeah. To an extent. Again, like these biases inherently aren't a problem. It's when you like don't question it or you let them get in your way. Mm-hmm. And then there's conformism, which is the tendency to follow the crowd or blindly follow authority figures. So religion, for example. Another example I use is going to bars just because your state or province or whatever allowed them to reopen without like Ugh. actually thinking about the consequences. Can we just 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 briefly my governor had to close public restaurants and uh, bars and things like that that had just reopened because there was an 80-person outbreak. Yikes. Because of people who went to a bar. An 80-person outbreak. And yet, when we went to the store yesterday, the majority of people were not wearing masks because they're over it. And I'm... I'm concerned. I am relieved that most people here are still wearing masks. Like, even people who I feel like you don't actually need to be because you're literally walking through an empty parking lot by yourself with no one around you. But they're fully... Yeah, <laughs> and it's not airborne. Yeah, so like... it's like, I'm really glad you are protecting yourself, but it is hot as balls. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> take the opportunity to take that mask off. <laughs> no, we saw we saw whole families with very young children... Mm. With no masks on, I have decided we're not going to the store anymore because I do not have violent tendencies or not very easily do I have violent tendencies. I cannot say the same, but... but. <laughs> uh, like, I exaggerate sometimes because I think it uh, people don't take me seriously as a very small woman. And by small, I mean short, not, not weight because same. we all know what I look like. Same. But... <laughs> um, no one takes it, but so, so I tend to say stupid things, and I also like to shit talk. <laughs> as in, when I'm losing, I'm like, "Oh man, you guys wish you're as good as me," but like, obviously, we all know I'm losing. So like, <laughs> that's when I tend that's when I tend to shit talk. But I honestly, honestly, almost tripped a guy who. <laughs> ignore i'm like, sorry like really- you were talking about violent tendencies and i was like you were about to punch someone in the face and you're like i almost tripped a guy <laughs> oh, i'm saying tripped i'm saying tripped but like 
I was going to do what it took to make sure he actually fell. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to help it along. You were um, going to make him poke guy? Do people... I don't know. Like, I think a lot of people know that it's a swear word, like it's a Chinese swear word, but I don't think people realize that pokai really literally means trip on the street. It is the least I don't think people It is the that. least badass cuss I have ever heard. <laughs> I love it. I I took jujitsu long enough to know how to make someone bigger than you fall. So Yeah. I I genuinely, genuinely not exaggerating I had to stop myself because I was going to put him on the motherfucking floor (laughs) because he was, there was me and a couple, um, we were obviously moving at the same, like moving around each other Mm -hmm. in a way that we were looking at the same stuff, but we're shifting in a way that we were too close to each other. The the pandemic shuffle. (laughs) Exactly. And we were doing it Mm -hmm. and not really talking to each other. We're just being mindful of where we are in the aisle. Yeah. Because you're not supposed to, like, even pass people. Yeah. And this bit, this dick bitch <laughs> decides that he's going to see what we're doing and keeping distance. And that distance is perfect for him to walk in. Oh, man. And he weaves very closely around both of us. And they, he did it around them first and then came to where I was. And I almost... Just stuck your foot I, out. I see, if, like... If I have to do that, because at work I've had to do that. Not everyone, like most people aren't wearing a mask at work because the lab is big enough that like generally you're keeping at a distance. But sometimes I have to like walk between two people to get somewhere. So I literally like I will just duck. So, so like, <laughs> like just literally I'm not, I'm not going to grab a mask just to walk between two people. Right. It's a waste of a mask. Right. So, and some, and I feel bad for asking them to like stop talking. So I just duck. <laughs> and then oh my and then God. sometimes they will be like oh sorry because they realize i was trying to walk through and like sometimes people laugh because they just see me like walk 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 duck keep walking and there is something amusing about that but i it just that yeah you said it and i got triggered <laughs> look the pandemic isn't over i don't think like it's getting worse now. We're the only country making it worse. Honestly, I like so based on reports I'm seeing numbers in Ontario are actually slowing down. And I don't like this is the whole completeness thing of making this claim, right? Because I don't have that data and I don't know the specifics of cuz a lot of people are getting tested, but it's like but like do you have everyone getting tested? Like, how complete is that mm-hmm. data? Because it's 4th of July today, the day that we're recording. It, July 1st is Canada Day. So basically, this whole week mm-hmm. was like a party week, essentially. So what I've been seeing is numbers have been slowing down for this week. But I feel like so, oh, God, so has testing, week. right? Because people are out of town. They're at their cottages, you know, the rich people who have cottages up north. So they're obviously not getting tested. They're not going to get tested in the middle of their party week. Some people, like a lot of people still do because they don't have work. You know, they're available to come and get tested. But I feel like we're still missing a chunk of data. So I'm going to hold off on believing whether or not it's actually slowing down until we have a more complete data. I really do hope that it is slowing down. And I think it's possible because based on what I've seen, a lot of people are actually being pretty careful. There's also just as many people who are not being careful at all but 
That's what I'm saying. Because this week, I would be interested to see if in the U.S. or in Canada, if the numbers take another uptick in the next couple weeks. Yeah. To, you know, to allow for incubation. I don't know. I I think that, especially in the U.S., the numbers are on the rise. Yeah, I I do see that. So, yeah. I don't understand people. Logic is logic and critical thinking again again it's it's the the egocentrism and self-centered thinking right like you're gonna believe people when they say things are gonna be okay because you want it to be okay you want to quote unquote go back to normal so people are like you know acting as if the pandemic is no longer a thing because they don't want it to be a thing which like look to be fair yeah it is exhausting me and my friends were having this conversation because we had a barbecue last week it was just five of us and my friend lewis was like you know like if it was friends that i knew like who were social distancing and and are responsible then i wouldn't mind having a bigger group gathering because i'm so over it i'm like okay i don't even have enough friends to go past the current limit that they're imposing on us (laughs) (laughs) like you're allowed gatherings of up to 10 people I'm like I don't even have up to 10 friends here but but like it is a little bit of that like I'm just gonna believe it's okay since they're telling me it's okay and I want it to be okay well I mean at the level he expressed it does make sense so if you know people are yeah social distancing then they're being safe however it's like driving most drivers uh on a conservative estimate are good drivers <laughs> depends but on where you all live. it takes that's what i mean yeah. like that's that is a very but for the sake of what we're saying like if you say that most drivers are good drivers it's not the good drivers who are the problem or the police who are being violent who are the problem it's the whatever percentage of assholes of people who yeah well because they're the ones who are going to cause wrecks and so that actually reminds know, me of a an article i read on buzzfeed this man who reportedly was has been careful the whole pandemic like he's been you know consciously social distancing and wearing a mask and then he made the mistake of going to barbecue with friends and uh, one of the people who were at the barbecue were in fact positive but simply asymptomatic or pre-symptomatic but thought oh it's fine i won't spread it to anyone because i'm not sick this poor man got it and died Yep. And yeah, like the article said, like he posted a Facebook message. I was like, don't be like me. Be safe and wear a mask. And then he died the next day. So it literally only takes a single person. And that person honestly should be arrested for murder. Oh, yes. And, you know, even especially because they were aware of it. And I don't think I don't think that people's friends are malicious and even if your friends are not malicious and like I've been safe the whole time, so it should be safe for me to go. Yeah, so at the very least, manslaughter. You can't be. Well, yeah, but you can't guarantee that the people they mm-hmm. have been around exactly have have haven't been asymptomatic. You know. Yeah. So. Ugh. Yeah. Terrible thing. Critical thinking in the time of Corona. Yes. Wear wear a mask. Wash your hands. You know. Trust no one. If people get too close, <laughs> if people get too close, front kick. It's a very easy kick, and it's meant to put distance between you and the other person. That is its purpose in kickboxing and other forms of martial arts. Anyway, <laughs> kick to the face if kick you can. If you can reach, face. not as many people are, are that flexible. 
I am though. True. <laughs> Me too. Yay! <laughs> uh, Kicks to the face for everyone. And- <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, one last tangent before we continue on. There is, I follow mm-hmm. um, an Instagram called, I guess, is it BIPOC? B-I-P-O-C? But, yeah, B-I-P-O-C. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Like, I've what? heard people pronounce it BIPOC, so I'm just going to call it that because to say all five letters is too much, even though I already said it. BIPOC who skate. And they have a t-shirt that is a roller skater girl fly kicking a Nazi in the face. Like, just I jump mean. kicking. You know, wheels are hard. <laughs> yeah. Goals. Yeah. I kind of want it. I just, like, obviously they had to put the uh, swastika on that person to make it obvious that it's a Nazi. But I, so, like, I don't right. really want a swastika, like, regardless of context, on an article of clothing that I own. Yeah, I, I can understand that. Yeah, like, obviously, I, I understand, like, you are kicking a Nazi. Like, I don't know how right. how you can make it obvious that this person is a Nazi. But, but like, I love it still. I wouldn't buy it for that reason, but, like, I love it. Anyway. <laughs> okay, but the tangent is, like, at least relevant, I'm saying. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, no, like, going back to, like, what you said, like, just the fact that, we had an 80 person outbreak because they do have to close bars. And that's what we were talking about. Like they, because their bars and stuff are mm-hmm. open, then it's safe. Yeah. And that's just not the case. Yeah. So critically think people, <laughs> I think that is the overarching theme of our entire podcast. Just think critically. Well, I mean, for me, like just, just bees. Take this as danger. It is actual danger. Yeah. I know you can't see it. I know that, it's put us into like lots of inconvenient positions. Yeah. And sure, you might I walk understand. out of it okay. It's n- yeah, it might not be a fun. But you might, and then I won't. Yeah. Like so, but even then, like healthy people, healthy young people have not walked out of it okay. So it it literally right. does not give a shit. Like coronavirus does not care. I was actually especially about your haircuts. <laughs> <sighs> literally, every single man has gone and gotten their haircuts since hairdressers were allowed to reopen. It's hilarious. I walk into work we... and like the two guys that work in the lab, literally there's only two guys that work in the lab, got a haircut. <laughs> Emma and I did go get a haircut when the numbers were going down and they uh, opened up the salon. But the salon itself was like, you you couldn't be in there unless you're the actual one mm-hmm. getting their haircut. So it's not like we could both sit and talk like we usually did. Contact was limited. Yeah. Like, as far as you can limit those They're things. They're probably it wearing a mask. Yeah. yeah. And you had to wear a mask. It, it's just. Yeah. There are There is a way to reopen certain services. Depending on what the numbers are actually like. But yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't think. And even before when it was like full on pandemic lockdown. Like there were still. You, like people were like you shouldn't be outside. I'm like no you could be outside. Just don't be around people. Like. It's not. Oh yeah, like you can go take yeah. a walk. Go take a walk. Yeah, there like, were plenty of people who were taking walks with their kids, and they were like, people would, like, they would see, oh, there's someone else coming. Like, they would walk onto the road to avoid to put distance between them and the other people. Like, you could still do that and still stay pretty safe. It's not extremes, right? Like, it can't. It it doesn't have to be one or the other. So, yeah. but I think it's it, the fact that it's not airborne. It just people. Yeah. 
don't think of it the same way. Yeah. Anyway, the other, I think I have a couple more barriers to critical thinking. So let's get through that. Stereotypes, which is, I think, an obvious one. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I think, but the way it breaks it down is it's an assumption and a hasty generalization where, you know, one or a few members of a group now represents that whole group. So obvious example, Mm -hmm. I'm Asian who is in a STEM field and I am good at math and therefore all Asians are in STEM and are good at math. Which every other Asian I have talked to was like, no. Um, like, literally, I think I know maybe two other Asians who are good at math. Of all the Asians I know. <laughs> it's it's a very strange stereotype. I, I think that the current generation is just rebelling against the stereotype and is being like, fuck math. Just because. I mean, probably. I wouldn't blame them. Yeah. I mean... I am good at math, but also fuck math. Yeah, but also, like, fuck having to ask for help. And if you don't understand something, people being like, what? I thought you'd be good at it because you're Asian. You know, like, I I can understand not wanting to be or not pursuing that because people are treating you that way. I feel kind of bad for everyone who has ever asked me for math help just because I happen to be the person to be around and I would jokingly say is it because I'm Asian and they just look so like horrified and they're like no "No, it's just because you're you're the only one standing here and I'm like I'm kidding it's fine I'm not calling you racist. Shelly give people a break (laughs) my goodness. It's just funny or sometimes once or twice (laughs) I've been called the name of another Asian coworker. So I would just be like, oh, wrong Asian. Okay, I can't I can't really say anything because I've done this. <laughs> it's just because like in in certain jobs that I've worked, like there's a lot of Asians and you're working around the same people. You're bound to get someone confused or like you were thinking yeah. about that person. It has nothing to do with the fact that we're Asian. It's just I like making them uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I really have to talk. <laughs> anyway, so stereotypes are an unwarranted assumption, which is a specific term because it is an assumption that is made without good reason. So it's like, why are why do you think Asians are good at math? Like, I where does that come from? Where is the support for this claim? It's unwarranted. Yeah, or that people of color are the ones who are abusing welfare. Yeah, like... Or using or taking the most resources. Like, there's no actual support for that. Well, mm-hmm. like, someone might throw out random statistics, but it's like we said, okay, but why is that the case? Like... Well, see, not, here, statistics are not going to be in your favor with that argument. It's, it's actually counter statistics, so... It, it's it's not something that people can argue about for very long. Yeah, I just yeah. mean like the like for example the statistic that the majority of incarcerated people are black or other people of color. It's like okay, yes, that is a statistic, but it's yeah. not you know causation correlation, right? Like right, right. what is the actual cause of that? It's not because black people are just criminals. It's there's a whole bunch of stuff. Which is something we'll probably get more into in another episode if I decide to, like, do more critical thinking episodes. Because the world apparently really <laughs> non- needs it. Non-violent 
prison life terms. Fuck. Who gets them? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Drug charges for possession. I just, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. And then we have subjectivism, which is, <laughs> this one's going to hit close to home. The idea that oh, that no. truth is a matter of personal opinion, such that there is, oh, there is no. no standard upon which to judge these beliefs. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no. See, we can look at all these problems that America's having and, and other countries, to be fair, oh, and break no. them down into actual terms. Yeah. Big um, and then you have the sub, subgroup of moral subjectivism, which is what's right and wrong is up to that individual. And you also have... Also big yikes. Yeah, and then you have cultural relativism. Relative, yes, relativism. I had to look at how many eyes were in there. <laughs> Truth is a matter of social or cultural opinion. Again, you can oh, see where that is. Kind of. Um, yeah. And then, cu- and then cultural moral relativism, which is right or wrong, is based on societal or, or cultural norms, which I don't think is inherently an issue because your societal and cultural beliefs evolve and change. Like, that's just how things are, right? Like, like right. why is it wrong to kill someone? Well, society says it is why is it wrong to steal society says it is it's not there's no like objective standard to it when you really think about it yeah yeah so i don't think it's necessarily a like those are too broad to i think really count as barriers it's just how it ends up being used or misused um i mean for me it just comes down to people holding because we are human as human beings capable of thinking past basic instincts Mm -hmm. for the most part the way that people think for me uh see morals and the way they treat murder and things like that has to do a lot with to me ego if if you think that we are advanced enough to be past that kind of thing hmm but then it's convenient to you and you do this 180, which is what I see a lot, then, you know, that that's what we have problems. So, like, like, uh, like a really touchy subject here is pro-life, right? Mm-hmm. In other parts of the world as well, but in this wonderful country that I am in, it has other tones, I guess, yeah. to it. So, to say that you're pro-life because that you want to babies are separate human beings separate life forces that deserve to be protected equally which uh, like not to say that's right or wrong but that's an idea that's a belief that people hold Mm -hmm. very strongly here some people but when you talk about the death penalty yeah people turn around real quick that's or even a little bit more like you know, you if you were to say pro-life, like save the fetus, because let's be honest, it's not about the baby because they kind of stop caring when it becomes a baby. It's, it's just become an issue, to be honest, in the U.S., where people know that if they say they're pro-life and they say the right words, that there are people who, regardless of whatever you're going to do, will vote for you. I have actually talked to people who, like, I don't care about whatever belief. 
this person has or other beliefs this person has because at least they will be protecting human life and i can understand that but it's it's when that isn't applied to already living people. yeah so that's kind of the like where was it I, I just forgot the term we were just talking about it it's in my notes somewhere um not fairness consistency it's lot it's yeah it goes against logical consistency because it's like okay all life is precious and then what about convicted criminals like is their life not precious although i think there are deeper arguments to that because it's like oh well unborn children have done nothing wrong whereas convicted criminals have been convicted of a crime but like it's still kind yeah, well if that was the actually way the actual way people approach that argument i think there wouldn't be so many problems <laughs> but that's not how it's that's definitely not how it's approached yeah i think my issue with it is like like you say you're pro-life because you care about the life of this unborn child but then like what about the life of the mother right mm-hmm. because there are instances where it is a medical necessity where it is threatening the life of the mother well, i mean i've yeah i've talked to people who've had abortions because they were poor because they knew that their health or their circumstances they would not be able to care yeah. for a child and yes adoption is an option but they but people have also prenatal care that they don't want to put their kid in the system they don't want because yeah. you know the system is not a great place mm-hmm. ideally it would mm-hmm. be but it's not especially for children of color i would imagine because like yeah well it's a broader topic for another day but yeah you know the system right, is not I- the greatest place and also in Canada, you have universal health care, so your prenatal care is okay, but not so much in other countries like the States. Like, right, but that I, I specifically because of what you're talking about is why um, I have a little hesitance as far as people, maybe just people who claim that they are being moral or critical in this mm. way. Yeah. And not actually being that way. Yeah, well, the, I think that, again, that's more of like, going against logical consistency so i think like morals and especially societal norms and societal beliefs are like it's really complicated because a culture a society is a huge group of people and it is not likely for everyone in that group to think exactly the same way so it gets a little bit like you know you say this like you might be technically under one group but you might still have different views. So the moral or the subjectivity of the truth is like still not consistent across the whole group. Yeah. But yeah, like it's, it's a much wider topic and it's not going to be able to be broken down into little simple terms like this lecture has. Well, yeah, it's just, as you bring up those things, maybe be specifically because of the current state of the world, it just makes me, Think of times where you can really see this kind of thought mm-hmm. or lack of thought in critical thinking. Like it's, I think it would be harder for us to not link these things to our current situation. Yeah. Then, you know, it's just it's a hot button issue for a reason. Yeah. I still got like a page and a half to go so <laughs> well okay. Um, okay so 
like we talk about, you know, what are the barriers to critical thinking and to making sound arguments. But like, let's get into what arguments firstly are not. Because as I said before, okay. like arguments are a set of statements. One of them is a conclusion. The other ones are supporting that conclusion. So like an essay, right? But a non-argument includes reports, which is literally just a, a set of statements that conveys factual information. There is no conclusion drawn from it. It's just, you know, the majority of people voted for this or these fingerprints are consistent with this person. Like it's not... It's not yeah. drawing any kind of conclusion. It's not saying that person committed the crime. It's just, that's why, again, that's why I chose forensic science because it's you're just giving reports. Um, and then you have unsupported statements, which like they don't even provide any kind of support. So therefore it can't be an argument. It's literally like just the conclusion itself. For example, <laughs> saying things like pink looks awful on me, which like I'm not, saying why it looks awful i'm not telling you you should think it looks awful i'm just saying it does or quote unquote this is an example from the lecture i believe that all life is inherently sacred it's yeah mm -hmm. there's no like like it's literally just an opinion with no support it's just how you feel yeah you can't tell me why lives are sacred they just are. yeah or why i think pink looks awful on me yeah it's my skin tone um <laughs> color color theory <laughs> i was gonna say there there are there are things you can yeah. say but i understand yeah. and then this. you have conditional statements which are broken down into the antecedent 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 sounds nice i don't know antecedent um, and the consequent not the consequence the consequent okay. <laughs> so basically okay. it's if this is the antecedent i i the question mark was for the pronunciation. Yes. Oh, okay. I was like, if, what? Yeah. If this is, and then, yes. then that is your consequence. So if it rains tomorrow, yeah. then I will need an umbrella. So yeah. that's actually a premise. And then you have another premise, which is it will rain tomorrow. And your conclusion is, therefore, I will need an umbrella. Mm -hmm. And okay. then you have illustrations, which are like information presented as an example of a claim rather than being proof of it, which is where you can definitely get into like like a fallacy because one example is many ex or this one I came up with because um, it's home. Met many oh, millennials no. still live with their parents. For instance, me. <laughs> so I'm an example of that claim but i'm i just because like i say i live with my parents doesn't mean that in fact many millennials do still live with their parents i don't know if that's true or not i just know that rent is if expensive. you are living with your parents <laughs> if you are living with your parents for the sake of saving up or getting through school or anything that will actually help you in life i encourage you to do yeah, so or literally it is just too expensive to live as a human being <laughs> Yeah, like I, I encourage this if it's possible and healthy for you mentally. Yes. And obviously it's not a good argument because it's a generalization with a very small sample size to support it. Like just one millennial who lives with their parents <laughs> isn't, yeah. Yeah, your whole, your whole, what's it called, sample size can't be Yeah, you. exactly. That's slightly egocentric thinking, you know? The whole world revolves around me. Yeah. And then you have explanations, which is literally just like, why did something happen? 
Like you're just explaining something rather than proving that it happened. So for example, the Mm -hmm. Titanic sunk because it hit an iceberg. You're not trying to prove that the Titanic sunk. You're just explaining why it sunk. Mm -hmm. So now we get into the different types of arguments. So you have deductive arguments. So this is different from deductive and inductive reasoning, which I think a lot of people have heard before. This is slightly different. So deductive arguments is to try and prove the conclusion with quote-unquote rigorous, inescapable logic. (laughs) That's a goal or that is... Well, basically it means that if the premise, if the premises are true, therefore the conclusion has to be true. So, uh, I can yes. see. Okay, I can see how that would be. So sticky. all all whales are mammals. All mammals are okay. animals. Therefore, all whales are animals. So, all whales are mammals. True. All mammals are an- are animals. Fuck these words. <laughs> also true. <laughs> so therefore, the conclusion yeah. has to be without any level of uncertainty. True. Another example is okay. if I buy this laptop. I will not have enough money for a new camera. I bought the laptop, so I don't have money for a new camera. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's a lot more straightforward because I, I was anticipating, like, in my brain, my I went immediately to people who would take advantage of that. Um, We'll get we'll get into that <laughs> in whatever time. Yeah. yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> um, and then a subgroup of that is argument by elimination. So we kind of see this in the game Clue. Or Cluedo, if you're from the UK. And I put this, the Sherlock Holmes quote that I have memorized. It's basically, once you have eliminated the impossible, then whatever remains, however improbable, must therefore be the truth. So. Mm. Occam's razor type thing. Uh, kind of. Well, isn't Occam's razor just like the most, like, simple explanation is the, the simple, one that's most likely? Yeah, the simple explanation is probably what yeah, it is. Yeah, so this, but we're talking about like more absolute stuff right so in clue like mm, you would okay. kind of have to eliminate the suspect eliminate well in a lot of things right so like the murder could have only happened in the kitchen or the study we find out that it didn't happen in the study so therefore it had to have happened in the kitchen so yeah yeah okay okay and then you have the idea of deductive val- validity i don't know why that was hard to say validity so this is when this is kind of what I meant when it's like it could get dicey. So valid arguments, like valid deductive arguments, are such that it is actually impossible for the premises to be true while the conclusion is false. Hmm, okay. So like like literally basically this is technically a deductively valid argument. All squares are triangles. All triangles are circles. Therefore, all squares are circles. Uh, okay. <laughs> so it is technically a valid argument if, like, if A and B are true, then C has to be true. If, right? Yeah. But then you get into soundness of the argument. So a valid argument with true premises is sound. So in the above argument, it's not sound because all squares are not triangles. And all triangles are not yeah. circles. So even though it is deductively valid, it is unsound. So, yeah, it like you could still make a valid argument, but it's also kind of invalid because what you're saying is not true. 
Which is uh, part of why debate exists, because some of these things are complicated. Yeah. If it was that easy, we wouldn't be able to have any of these real discussions. <laughs> It'd just be like, this is what I know, this is what it is, and then no one would be able to convince anyone otherwise. <laughs> yeah, like... I guess debate would be kind of one of the natural activities you could do in a class like this. I don't think we ended up ever doing a debate. The prof, I remember, because there was a class participation like grading factor, but he's like, I know people don't want to be put on the spot, so we're going to get that mark with a quiz at the end of the class. So that was... Well, I mean debate not necessarily just in the formal sense of an okay, actual yeah. debate, but also just like discussing like a forum. Yeah. Forums of ideas would not be really a, something that would you would want to do because there's no reason to there's no nuance which is why that argument in itself why it might be kind like it follows yeah the pattern it's that's valid. valid but it's not sound exactly yeah, it's not exactly sound if it was all like that yeah if it was all like that then there's no reason to talk to anyone else about other uh, beliefs or systems that they have. Yeah, so, like, when it comes to arguments, I mean, in this, like, you can tell by how structured this is. It's looking at everything that's kind of, like, very black and white, right? Like, it's it's this mm -hmm. or that. But we also kind of want to talk about, like, the completeness of the information. So, yeah, like, the arguments, examples that they're giving don't have nuance because it's just trying to illustrate this stuff in the simplest ways possible. Mm -hmm. Um. Like, that's why debates do get very interesting because both sides can have completely valid and sound arguments. But. Mm -hmm. And it really depends on the completeness of exactly. their research. And then some stuff is just like there is no like right or wrong answer. It's not like because in this way you're looking at the truth of things. Right. But sometimes there is no truth mm -hmm. of things. Like it's. Yeah. Yeah, I can. Yeah, I can yeah, see. So, that. again, like that's why I said philosophy is fun because then you just get into this like, <laughs> like your mind just go, <laughs> and that's why I like quantum theory. <laughs> anything that has to do with math, theory, theoreticals, great. <laughs> math, not great. <laughs> exactly. And you take the fun out of my life. Let me believe in parallel universes, not trying to prove it with some stupid algorithm. It doesn't make sense anyway. <laughs> it's just numbers. <laughs> that not to knock people who made those. It's literally, I don't understand it. And I'm being salty. <laughs> I mean, I like both. Like, yeah, I like the abstract, but I think it's really cool when people can break something down into something concrete. Like, yeah. Yeah, me too. But it, like, it's just because you don't even, like math. Even without <laughs> math, you do have... Right, like, e even without math, though, you can run things through, uh, you know, it's simple, a, a series of logical postulations. Like, this is likely to be a, a possibility because of X that doesn't necessarily have to do with math, but does have something to do with the other information yeah. that you're looking so at. So segue, because you said this is likely the possibility, we are getting into inductive arguments. Um, so in inductive arguments, the conclusion is probable or likely based on the truth of the premises. So I like these arguments. Yeah. So in this case, like the truth of the premise does not guarantee the truth of the conclusion. It just has to be likely. So some examples are this was in the in the PowerPoint 
polls show that 75% of new Democratic voters, which is a Canadian political party, the NDP, oppose extending the mission in Afghanistan. Susan is an NDP NDP voter. Therefore, she probably opposes extending the mission in Afghanistan. So that's an example of using like statistics. Mm. Um, Okay. And so you have stuff like inductive generalization, which is it's a generalization. So and I think that's where you get into inductive reasoning, where it's like the smaller sample size represents the bigger group, Mm -hmm. which obviously we know why that could be a problem. It's not always. a But it makes sense with our biology. It, It just like, yeah, it just makes sense with the way that we think. Right. Like you have to we we talked about this type of reasoning in I think it was the confirmation bias episode where you talked about like the berries where it's like these berries are good so I'm gonna eat those berries but it turns out not all berries are good (laughs) yeah I've eaten berries before and they were great and delicious and I didn't get sick but these berries are not the same but all berries are great yeah Incorrect. Congrats. I mean, unless unless that was your like Hunger Games, you know, decision all along, where it's like I'm just gonna. Oh, because I don't know if you've read this like theory, which I don't know if it was intentional, but one of the characters. I mean, spoilers for the Hunger Games. I guess it's been around for a long time, so it's not really spoilers. But I think it was a girl who was. They called her like the fox faced girl. So. Oh no! This is on purpose. It was it on purpose? It okay, was. Okay, because yeah. in the one scene, like you see her studying poisons, and then in one of the scenes, she dies because she ate the berries that were poisonous, and people were like, "Did she do that on purpose?" Then because she should know, she was studying them. Okay, so there's a, there's another thing to that. I, I don't know if made abundantly clear, but she ate them because someone else ate them, and the person who ate them did get sick, but they didn't eat enough to die. So she saw someone eating them, oh, which I don't, was intentional. I don't that. <laughs> it was a long time ago. Yeah. I can't remember who did it. I think it, my brain keeps trying to say it's Katniss, but it wasn't her. But I think it wasn't. Someone ate the berries knowing she was watching them because she, like a fox, oh, was yeah. sneaky. She used to follow people. And so they this. ate the berries that are poisonous. Yeah, she ate the berries that were poisonous because someone else ate them. But they didn't eat a lot. They just ate enough to make her. But then, safe. but what people, what the the conspiracy theory is that she was studying the poisonous berries in that training montage. So people were saying, like, so in theory, she should have known that those berries were actually poisonous, regardless of if someone ate yes. them or not. So people were saying, like, oh, did she actually do it on purpose? Like, was she trying to commit suicide because she was done with the Hunger Games? I don't know. But that has nothing. Oh, God. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> if you didn't think that a bunch of kids killing each other could get any more dark. <laughs> yeah, that took a turn. Yeah. I didn't expect. I don't know. I don't think it was intentional. It was just an interesting um, theory. But anyway, uh, yeah. arguments. <laughs> so another subset of inductive arguments is predictive arguments. So every time I take the subway, I'm late. So if I take the subway tomorrow, I will be late tomorrow. So past experiences um, lead to you making a conclusion on future, which is, again, a common Mm -hmm. thing. Nothing inherently wrong with it as long as you're not thinking like because one of the big things about inductive arguments is that it is about the likelihood 
of the conclusion. So Right. And that can lead to like a symptom of disordered thinking when you see people with anxiety or OCD, which is still an anxiety disorder, which is why people with other disorders can show OCD Mm -hmm. tendencies. But the problem with OCD is that their fear is real. Like, yeah, if so, for instance, it'd be like berries (laughs) with the same example. Berries have a high chance of being poisonous. If you are not aware of what mm-hmm. they are, or mushrooms, mushrooms yeah. are sometimes please hard to identify. Please don't. Please don't eat be... random things you find in the yes, forest without like very thorough research and preferably someone with experience yes. in foraging. Please. Well, yeah, I was I was watching someone forage mushrooms and they didn't wear gloves and they're like, this could also be a nightshade. I'm like, you're touching, <laughs> it. You're touching it. You haven't done the identification yet. You're trying to look at the gills and stuff and you're touching it before you know what it is you're insane (laughs) but like (laughs) so you know that there's a high chance that a mushroom or berries can be Mm -hmm. dangerous so normal healthy neurotypical thought is now i should be worried about berries or i should make sure i know who i get berries from or i won't pick mushrooms when i'm walking on a trail (laughs) but get yourself a (laughs) truffle dog it becomes just (laughs) <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> um, my dog would find the poisonous but it mushrooms. becomes disordered <laughs> but it becomes disordered thinking when say every morning when you walk a trail because it's your habit you see mushrooms mm-hmm. you don't know if the mushrooms are poisonous or not but there is a likelihood that those mushrooms are poisonous so healthy reasoning you can still walk but just don't touch yeah. the mushrooms it comes disordered and you're like i can't walk on my trail anymore because those mushrooms are there and they might be poisonous yeah. and there's no threat mm-hmm. immediate threat but that's what makes it disordered because you have to touch it and eat it yeah well it's the same you. same idea of um i don't well the fear of flying it could have multiple causes but it's kind of like you know there is a chance of dying horrifically in an airplane crash so it like it's all these phobias right like there is a chance of this bad thing happening so like you are terrified mm-hmm. of it you will avoid it at all costs like yeah yeah it's it's kind of the same idea like some fear is healthy you know feeling a little nervous or being careful when you're driving like that's good <laughs> please be careful when you're driving you should be but like <laughs> yeah say because i worked in car insurance a lot of people report being terrified of getting in a car after their accident which i think you could also attest to oh my god yes it's a it's something you really yeah or even my aunt when she got attacked by the other dog she couldn't i mean she still wouldn't really walk the dog like she will drive our dog to the park and let her play the second she sees another like dog like someone walking their dog she will take mina home like because there's that past experience and yeah like Mm -hmm. for a certain point like it's kind of normal but there is a point when it reaches like disordered thinking i mean she is still very cautious i don't think it's gotten too 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 bad yet because she still is i don't know well sometimes it's hard to quantify it's really hard to quantify those things because if it wasn't hard then you wouldn't have these kinds of disordered thoughts because <clears throat> like it is dangerous to get in a car you are more likely to die in a car than you are to die in a yeah. plane 
and yet we are in a car way more often than we are on a plane. So, like, it's just, it's, yeah, it's complicated and it has a lot of factors. Mm-hmm. So, anytime you, it, like I said, it's disordered if you take any part of that out of the, your equation. Yeah. But we'll probably, we will probably do, like, a full-on psych episode or episodes at some point. Probably. Because. I like this yeah. idea. I don't think we'll be able to do a single episode on it. There's too much. <laughs> I mean, it's the same as me thinking. <laughs> I think we're both having to figure out like what topics are genuinely too broad. Because like, to me, the topic of what we talked about last week, like medical misunderstandings mm-hmm. about race in particular uh, around black bodies, seems like very straightforward, but... It's got so many yeah. other things linking yeah, and it. Yeah, psychology in. is definitely one of those where it's like you can't you can't talk yes. about one thing without talking about other things because you need that context. So uh-huh. we might I don't know <laughs> maybe we'll do a little mini series. Like, but that takes a lot of planning, so <laughs> we'll see. Well, I mean, I think it will naturally come up yeah. because both of us are interested in psychology yeah. and like forensics. Definitely has a lot that lends itself to. Mm-hmm. Or it comes I would just have psychology. to look for my forensic so. psych notes. I don't know where they are, but <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there someday. <laughs> I'm sure. Um, so where were we? Oh, and then we have something we also talked about argument from authority, which is, you know, religious oh, figures. God. This is correct because the Pope said it, or this is correct because the president said it like, and again, we, I have never thought this way in my entire life. I got in so much trouble for questioning authority. <laughs> I am personally triggered <laughs> by this line. Oh, like, I'm just warning you. This particular argument makes me see red. So Yeah. Like, and I don't have to listen to you. So I I guess like I mean, I've I question everything. So like I'm kind of in the same boat. But I guess the example that I could use also current much more relatable to me is the whole pandemic and how certain doctors are saying or did say really dumb shit and in this case a doctor would be considered some kind of authority figure but like i i know it it's fair it's fair to believe this in in most situations like in certain circumstances like if you tell your kid, you, if play if you play in the street, there's a high chance because <laughs> someone look at you. Uh, a child may not understand that or be able to comprehend the so, risks, especially not teenagers, yeah. which we've talked so about just, before. Because mommy <laughs> but, said so. Yeah. Yes, and you want them to do it because mommy said so, because they don't understand mm-hmm. how dangerous it is, and you don't want them to die. Yeah. <laughs> but you should also question almost everything <laughs> yeah i i like again i always i question a lot of stuff so um and we did talk about it i can't remember which podcast we talked about it on if it was me with you and dylan <laughs> or if it was just me on several tangents but like like you should usually listen to an authority figure on a subject right like if we were going to talk about forensic science don't take my mom's word for it because she'd never studied forensic science right right or me i'm not going to sit here and call myself an authority yeah on forensic and science. 
like so you might want to listen to me about forensic science over natalie but you might want to listen one of my professors over me because they have experience in the field so like you do want to listen to people who should know but there are times mm. when you have to question, especially when what they're saying doesn't line up with what other authority figures are saying. And we're talking facts here, not just like more opinionated stuff like religion, but. Right. And well, if you're talking about forensics and science and medicine, that's how I am in the position I am with um, a lot of the herbalism stuff and natural medicine that I've been mm -hmm. studying. Yes, I some of that the research does come from other people and authorities, but I can evaluate that research and also come to conclusions. And so you see that some people. Yeah. Are wrong. And like, I mean, this was not even like this was most evident in last week's episode when it's like you had medical students who should know better than the average person believing really weird stuff about black people's bodies. Yeah, exactly. So like. When I talk about these kinds of things, while I do not have a certificate I can hold in front of my face and like as a as a preface mm -hmm. to what I say, then but you can point to you kind of rely on their yeah, research. So in in your case, though, it's not that you are the authority. It's the people who wrote the research that you read who are the authority. Right. So like. Right. Like yeah. I. You know, when it comes to um, the pandemic, like I wouldn't consider myself an authority or an expert on it. But the information I'm getting is from people who legitimately are and also based on actual work experience since, you know, I do work in um, a hospital and we are testing for COVID. Right. But like, yeah, I think like just because it's from an authority figure doesn't mean you can believe it without questioning it is basically the point of it. Mm -hmm. And okay. So the next one is a causal argument. The example I have is the last time when the subway was delayed, it was because some idiot went onto the tracks, which happens a lot. And it pisses me off. Like, Big yikes. I'm just trying to get to work, man. <laughs> Stay off the Like, why do you need to go on the tracks? It's, before it was like YouTubers and Instagrammers and now it's probably TikTokers. You know, people shit on TikTokers, but like everyone did the same shit. <laughs> it was it's just a different platform. That is terrible. People terrify yeah. me. Um, yeah. Remember Pokemon Go? Uh, you know, I say people terrify <laughs> me and pe Pokemon Go with... The way people would find dead bodies is also <laughs> terrifying or getting on areas yeah. they shouldn't be in. But then I remember, then I have this asshole in my brain who's like, Natalie, remember that time that someone told you that standing on the edge of a pier was a dangerous thing? And you're like, fuck <laughs> that. And, stood, and not only stood on the edge, but stood on a part that was semi-submerged because you thought it was fun. And I'm like, yes, yes, right. <laughs> <laughs> I I did in fact do the thing I am speaking against. Yeah. And I probably to be fair, we have had many <laughs> lapses of judgment. Like like when I see well, actually this was I think I've I when you told that story about you standing at the pier when it was like storming and when I gave that story of me standing like next to a waterfall to take a picture in Iceland. Literally like see? the day that <laughs> we arrived in Iceland, I saw news that a tourist had died because they fell into like they fell off a mountain or 
Um, oh, no. So we were like, let's not be those guys. And then what do I do? I stand next to a fucking waterfall on this little ledge. Um, <laughs> so, yes, we have all had those lapses of judgment. I think it's the whole, like, we think, not that we think we're invincible, but it's like, oh, it's, nothing bad's going to happen to us because nothing bad has happened to us. Kind of, Kind of scenario, right? Or, like, I'm a careful person. I can tell when I'm going to get swept away by the next wave that I did, have never felt before. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, I did not have any idea that standing on a pier was dangerous. That's not something I grew up around. I, like, I have no knowledge of that because where I'm from, there are plenty of lakes and you can sit on the edge of a boat dock and it's totally fine. Even in the middle of a storm, you're probably not going to die. But... It's completely different when your lake is like an ocean. <laughs> yeah, the great the Great Lakes are um great. <laughs> I mean, I guess, but see, like, I'm still learning. I've never, I don't have any frame of reference for it, so I know it's dangerous, but I also don't think it's dangerous. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Like, I'm just, I hold on to this metal bar. It's fine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> moving on <laughs> so that we <laughs> more, more reason so that we don't we don't judge <laughs> I mean mostly we're just judging Natalie let's be honest <laughs> that's fine that is totally fine and usually warranted yeah yeah moving on <laughs> so we have statistical arguments which we kind of did talk about where it's like say 53% of millennials use instagram this person is a millennial therefore they probably have instagram and like it is you know it it's a fine argument it just depends on how big that statistic actually is if you're saying 53 that's still not a very big percentage right if you're to say like 75 then okay your conclusion is therefore more likely yeah, unless you throw in, like, of course, 53% of millennials have Instagram, but how many of those millennials have social media? Right, yeah. Like, possi- like statistics multiplying into statistics. <laughs> yeah. um, and then, lastly, we have argument from analogy. So, the, con- the conclusion mm. is supported by the similarities or comparison of two different things. So, that was, like, your berry analogy where it's like mm-hmm. these berries taste good those are also berries therefore they should taste good they might also kill you <laughs> or the example yeah. i i have two examples i think you'll i think you'll like the <laughs> second one the first the first one is okay. get out and us are both horror movies both are made by the same person get out was a okay. really good movie so us is probably a really good movie too so I mean, you are just correct, so. <laughs> but, yeah, so you're like, do we need any other data? I don't think so. <laughs> um, and then my second example is, Shelly and Natalie both like true crime. They also both have a podcast. They both play Dragon Age. Shelly plays Final Fantasy fourteen. So Natalie probably also plays Final Fantasy fourteen. <laughs> Which is a safe assumption, I will say. Yeah. <laughs> just, especially if you don't know that I get real bored doing repetitive tasks. Yeah. And you 
in the Final Fantasy games are meant to have to level grind, and I hate um, it. You don't have to level grind as much in 14, but any that's <laughs> besides the point. <laughs> don't get me started talking about this game or I'm not going to shut up. So let's talk about this combat system. <laughs> it's very fun. You can play different jobs. Anyway. Oh, my God. See, I, I will hear no no lip, <laughs> no talk back about how easily I get on a tangent or can be coerced to talk about a different subject. <laughs> I will hear none I feel of like <laughs> I feel like it is now a goal of mine to insert either Final Fantasy XIV or any other video game into every single episode somehow, some way. <laughs> it's going to happen. See, this science is very like what you do in this game when you're looking for <laughs> this all the things that make up this sword, and you have to consider which pieces you need to pick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, that that's a fertile ground for all sorts of theories. <laughs> fertile. Sorry, just the term <laughs> fertile ground just made me cringe. I don't know. I don't know why. why. It was just the con like, just because uh, I was just thinking like, like, like ripe. I don't know. Just ripeness. I mean, it is ripe for the picking. <sighs> yes. Can we move on? Yes. All all of this <laughs> is ripe for the picking, depending on what I situation. Think, I think it's a little are. overripe. I think it's gotten to the point of the poisonous berries <laughs> ripe level of ripeness. I don't know. Try it and find out. <laughs> Let me know how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> you go first. <laughs> um, okay. You're right. So we talked about basically the different types of inductive arguments. So you kind of judge inductive arguments by its strength, so to speak, which is that the truth of the premises renders the truth of the conclusion probable so yeah like hmm. you know oh 75 percent of millennials have student debt therefore shelly also has student debt like it would, yeah that would be yeah pretty logical too, um so. so strong arguments with true premises are called cogent so this is kind of like with deductive arguments, you had sound and unsound. So this is cogent or uncogent. So if you were like, mm -hmm. you know, we we talked about, oh, people of color and the abuse of welfare. Right. So if you say like, oh, like 75 percent of people of color who use w welfare actually don't need it. Well, but that statistic is false. So it's uncogent mm -hmm. and that renders your argument like wrong yeah no void. so yes well i'll touch a little bit on some fallacious patterns of arguments i hate the word fallacious i was literally <laughs> about to say i love it i'm not even kidding i was like ooh, i like I, that i just i <sighs> anytime you can you can find a circumstance to use that word i think you should. like i don't like, i find it totally oh no i think those those two words yes. it is the combination of its pretentiousness with it's like vaguely sexual undertones 
Yes. The baby <laughs> sexual undertones. Oh no, I pulled out my earphone. That is hilarious to me. Wait, give me one second. I have to where is my uh Okay. <laughs> We're back. Like honestly, <laughs> that is the most like I seek to be uncouth <laughs> in the majority of situations that do not involve children underage. <laughs> me and one of my coworkers If, if everyone in said group group no like if if i'm in a group of oh. people who are all adults like i'm probably going to make some kind of sexual oh yeah joke one of my coworkers for the sake of being one of my coworkers, she like every so often i'll say something and she'll just give me this look like she's trying not to like burst out into laughter and just like it was or yesterday we had a discussion about the word moist see i am very fond of talking about these things when it's like mild discomfort of course if someone was like this is really i have a lot of emotions around this yeah or then yeah i wouldn't do it how but like it's we I were so. we decided so that if you were to say the word moist like normally like just you know oh this kick is really moist it's fine it sounds fine but yeah. like i just said it a certain way i just said moist and she like grimaced She's like, why did you say it like that? And I'm like, because you grimaced and it's great. <laughs> See, that that is something I would do. Oh, you're uncomfortable with, like, it makes you cringe of how much I like my wife. Your my wife. <laughs> like how much I like her and shit. And so we're talking about other things. And I know that you are, we are very close. So being uncomfortable is it's <laughs> a safe thing to do. I will most definitely be like, moist. <laughs> no, <laughs> I do that. You had to come close to the microphone to do that, didn't you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> What's your point exactly? Moist <laughs> ASMR. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> if I could do this as a job, I really would. Because delicious <laughs> topics are my favorite. <laughs> we haven't even gotten into it yet, and we're still stuck. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh. I get. You know what? I'm easily excitable. It's fine. <laughs> Fallacious patterns of arguments. These are just a couple examples because we haven't gotten into logical fallacies. We're not going to do it in this episode because we're. It's a long episode already. <laughs> um, so. Two of the ones that were in this PowerPoint, which even though it is kind of like it's sound and it's valid, it still doesn't work. So the first one is called affirming the consequent. So if A, then B, therefore A, right? So mm -hmm. if it rains, then the streets get wet. The streets are wet. So those are the two premises, right? If it rains, the street gets wet. That's true. And then the street is currently mm -hmm. wet, so we're in this hypothetical situation. It is true. Therefore, it rained. But that is actually fallacious. <laughs> because, <laughs> like, the streets don't, like, raining is not the only thing that's going to get the street wet. Which is also really sexual. Right. <laughs> if you want to turn it that way. I mean, there are sprinklers, and someone could have dropped an ice block 
as if there are still well there trucks, are like whatever like actual road like, cleaners right like those trucks that will yeah. have the spinny brushes and yeah so yeah like it technically the structure works right it is a deductive argument both premises are true therefore like technically the conclusion should be true but you know causation correlation that's one of the logical fallacies and then you have Mm -hmm. something that's kind of the opposite which is denying the antecedent fuck Mm -hmm. so if a then b it's not a therefore not b so an example is if i got my degree from waterloo university then i'll get a job i didn't get my degree from waterloo therefore i did not get a job so obviously like it yes you're yeah like there are other other factors and also this one is also just a little bit unsound because like the premise that if you go to waterloo you are going to get a job that is not necessarily true yes so Those are just some examples of how an argument could technically, like, structurally be fine and even factually be fine, but you still can't make that conclusion based on the arguments you gave, which I think is kind of an issue with a lot of arguments in general, is that, like, yes, everything you're saying is correct, but (laughs) also you're not correct. Yeah, I mean, if those, if the possibility that these kinds of arguments can still not be correct is literally why we end up in situations mm-hmm. like right now. Because there are people who are intelligent. Ben Shapiro, as much as I do not enjoy looking at his stupid fucking <laughs> face or hearing his stupid fucking voice, like, I, I don't. I don't. I do not think he's a nice person. I do not think that he is looking at mm-hmm. all of humanity equally, trying to that every lives are equal yeah. and important. I don't. Which is probably the only time I'm ever going to feel comfortable really making a judgment on someone. Or Trump. Because, like, even... <laughs> well, you know, yes, Trump. I have no such compunctions about yeah. being careful with him because he has proven that he's mm-hmm. highly dangerous. Not intelligent, mm-hmm. but dangerous. But to go back to the YouTube stuff, I when the first thing with Jeffrey mm-hmm. came out, he's also from a part of the, the world or the part of the U.S. specifically that I am very familiar with. It is very difficult to be different in the South. It's very difficult to be different in, uh, in, in mm-hmm. a small town yeah. in general. So when he had his first big blow up and he saw those racial things, of course I was upset. Yeah. Of course I was upset. But... I took his apology as sincere. So, like, you're on probation, Mm -hmm. right? So, to me, the hope that he would actually have those beliefs and come away changed is something that I do want to believe. And I did, because I need to believe on some level that even shitheads Mm -hmm. can change, because I need the world. Yeah, well, I mean, I I do (laughs) believe people are capable of change. Like, I wasn't exactly an amazing right. person. and so I thought that was... You know, 10 years ago, probably. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it depends. When you grow up in sheltered areas or just in an area that is... Mm-hmm. Everyone has ideas there. And so you have to, at some point, confront those outside things. So when the more stuff that comes out about Jeffree Star, I find it personally very devastating. Not because I'm attached to him necessarily, but because he's kind of this monument of 
potential radical change. But, like, if you could have arguments, like, if you could say that some of these arguments are always going to be correct, no matter what they're applied to, then we wouldn't have situations where we have Ben Shapiro. Because he would look at the same evidence I do and draw the same conclusion. Every time. Because Mm -hmm. of these logical arguments. So, I find it somewhat reassuring that everything can kind of be questioned by this kind of lens. Yeah, and I think... But also terrifying. Well, I guess, like, one of the advantages to breaking down something as, like, mundane, I guess, as critical thinking is that now now you know and now you know what to avoid and what like you can kind of use to counter argue I guess right like if Mm -hmm. someone says for example like that last example for example like that last example wow (laughs) but like oh if you get your degree from Waterloo then you're gonna well okay no that was that was a bad example the first one if it rains then the streets get wet the street is wet, therefore it rained. Like, it it just, it seems to make sense, right? But you know that this is technically fallacious. Like, now you know that it's <laughs> fallacious, and now you know why. So you can be like, no, 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 no. Here are the other causes that could make the street wet. Make, yeah. I Every time I say that, it sounds sexual. I have the mind of a 12-year-old boy. Well, I mean, in a, in a, in a <laughs> context, it's like there are a lot, the majority of black people live in certain type of neighborhoods. So for mm-hmm. the sake of the argument, 80% of black people live in an area that is yeah. run down. That by itself, you could say because of that, that means that black people aren't feeding money back into their own communities or that black people aren't working mm-hmm. hard to live in better places or that any number of things you can postulate from that and people do (laughs) but if you sit there and actually look at okay i understand how you can come to that conclusion it could have been like you can get into the situation if black people don't want to put money back into their environment that is something that would cause the situation however cut out redlining and Hold on. I cannot hear you, and I don't know if it's because my internet kicked again. Okay, sorry. That whole, like, Natalie, can you hear me? Yeah. Hello? Yes. Oh, okay, no, like the last last 30 seconds or so, you cut out. Can you hear me now? I'm saying, like, can you hear me? Yeah, I think maybe there's a bit of lag. Okay, I'm going to hang up because now it's starting to cut in and out. Like I can hear like it's going. So, um, I'm going to hang up. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, but yeah, Yeah, it was weird. Okay. Like it was kind of cutting out and then I just hear you saying okay and then I think it was literally looping oh no because it would just be okay and then I would talk and then you just go okay and I'm like that sounded eerily similar to the last okay (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's definitely Mm. not what happened (laughs) 
But so what I was saying was that like if if you can make the conclusion from the premise, like or just from the observation that black people, eighty percent of black people live in a rundown mm-hmm. area, you can say lots of things. Like it is technically cor- sound, not correct maybe, but sound to say black people don't like to put money back into their community. Mm-hmm. Like that's, I can see that observation it just just on that one thing. But you have to take into account access, like yeah. redlining, how, how black, uh, not black, how loans were approved, did black people have an equal opportunity to get loans? Like, so there's so many more things to go into it. And I think that uh, genuinely, or at least for me, I have to believe that it's just because people don't have all the information because I can't imagine people having the same information I do and still looking at it in, a, in the way that they do. Because that's... That is again scary to me. Again, really I'm very cynical about people. So kind of even just going back to those barriers of critical thinking, like it's it's that egocentrism, it's that sociocentrism where you're even presented with the same information that you have. Um, like it's either you can ignore that information or twist it or explain it or use fallacious arguments against it <laughs> right i just it's that is something i have a hard time comprehending. yeah so again i think maybe in a soon-ish episode we can cover logical fallacies just to kind of dig into that a little bit more then like what makes it invalid is a lot more than just untrue facts and not following the structure there's a lot of other stuff and um you know that ties into not just like racial injustice but also just criminal cases where like tunnel vision you know when you have these miscarriages of justice Mm -hmm. um which may or may not be racially motivated but like or even just um yeah well biased i mean we've speaking of true crime Mm -hmm. we've all seen or heard cases where they assume x person is guilty for whatever reason and then no matter what the evidence yeah. comes in they faked or it just or just conveniently ignore it yeah. just anything like there is one case yeah. it's a canadian case that is i guess i don't know if it's technically well known within canadian true crime but like we definitely learned about it a lot in um my forensics program which i don't know if this name would sound familiar guy paul moran um he was charged with the rape and murder of a young child and he actually had a solid alibi but like police were so desperate um to find the killer because you know this was a young cute girl who was very brutally killed um so there was a lot of public attention so you know they were facing pressures they wanted to find the guy this he was um I suppose technically, quote unquote, a little odd. The suspect, like Guy Paul Moran, he he was just like a little awkward, um, possibly mm. neuroatypical. Obviously, I don't know, but just based on like what I've read, he just like seemed a little weird. So people were like, "That's him! It's him! That's him! We're calling it." Um, 
Uncanny Valley is a very strong reaction. You know that, right? Uncanny right. Valley. Isn't it like when the- digitally or like when false human faces look so damn human, it's unsettling? Yeah, yeah. But it's also can be applied to like people who are very close to what you'd expect people to act like, but then slightly oh, okay. off. Like you're acting like a normal person. Uh, so like why serial killers are so fascinating to people is literally because okay. of Uncanny Valley. You're looking no- at someone mostly normal. and yeah. they're human. Yeah, they look like they're human. They can be nice. Like, that throws mm-hmm. people off all the time because, like, they have a wife yeah. and kids. Like, they are a kind person in their community. But then they, at night, are killing <laughs> sex workers. And, you know, like, that's that's why people find serial killers it, it's so, I don't want to say enticing, but, like, some cases, yeah. that is very... Unfortunately, yeah. like, this guy was just a little odd because he was just a little odd. Like he, yeah, he oh, no. he was like I said, he had like a solid alibi, uh, but you know the police were kind of like, oh, it's people who care about him covering up for him, um, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like all of this definitely applies to true crime and forensic science, as well as everyday life, like all the stuff that's happening, both with the pandemic and with like police brutality and all the discrimination happening and like just everything like people just Mm -hmm. it's you know common sense is not that common a lot a lot of these yeah and especially well and a lot of people are right now i've seen a lot of true crime things talk about the satanic panic and there were people in this was in canada as well i feel like one big arm of it started in canada if i'm remembering correctly but I think the daycare with the two, the family was in there, was in Canada, but I might be wrong about that because I can't remember who was where. But they, when things are especially horrifying or or disturbing, people can be just as much wrong or just as much grasping for justice, whatever way you phrase it. It it makes people have like an equally strong Mm -hmm. reaction. So if you're... You're hearing kids talk about yeah. horrific abuse. Of course, of course, you're going to want the people responsible to pay mm-hmm. dearly. And if people are giving you this family, of course, you're going to want to yeah. tar and feather them and, and torture if, them to death. Like, like it's just kids. Or that, if you're just pointing out someone that maybe people just didn't really like, you know? Right. Yeah. And so it's not a very hard jump for them to be like, I already don't like this person. There's already something wrong with them. Of course, they're doing this terrible thing. But then when you actually look at the case, you have kids talking about abuse and rape and killing of babies in some cases. Like, that was Mm -hmm. a really common thing, the the killing or making them watch people get killed. But then there are no bodies or evidence of anything where it's exposed. Uh, where it could have been disposed of. The children don't have any marks of abuse and the kinds of things they're talking about are not just invasive. They're damaging. You would be able to see some of these things. And if someone's killing babies (laughs) every night and making you watch... like, wouldn't you think they'd be like, babies are going missing from this area. Where are the babies coming from? I Yeah, it's it's just that fear-mongering and people like, oh, I don't like those people. And of course they would be like that. Like... You know, you kind of 
yeah it's just it, you have that bias and there's a whole lot of other stuff um yeah okay yeah. also my aunt just popped her head in i think that means i have to go to the barbecue that i don't really want to go to so <laughs> well i think we, we reached a point where it yes. was a... uh so social media natalie go <laughs> some kind of brown on all the things or kind of natalie and once I talk to Shelly about what's happening with our social media and where to find this <laughs> podcast, you will have more on social media. Um, forensic Friends Podcast on Instagram and Forensic Fiends on Twitter. And, <laughs> and you will be able to find us yes. easier. Eventually. Soon. <laughs> let's not set the bar too high. When yeah, I don't have a hole in my mouth. When I don't have a let's, hole in my let's mouth. Not, uh, let's not rush anything. <laughs> yeah. No promises. Yeah, and I'm trying. I am occasionally <laughs> on several tangents. I say occasionally because sometimes I'm like more active on there, and then sometimes I'm like not posting for a week. So like <laughs> you might be able to find me on there, or if you're good at sleuthing, you might be able to find my personal Instagram. But yeah, actually, I don't think it's that hard to find my personal Instagram. Yeah, I was gonna like, say it really isn't. It like you just kind either, of so. look for anyway. I'm not going to teach you how to cyberstalk me. <laughs> I love this. Upon reflection, I'm realizing that I'm easily found. And then you start panicking about everything people can oh, find. Oh, I don't have anything <laughs> online that I don't want people to find. I... <laughs> oh, I don't either. But I'm terrified. Like, we talked about YouTube. And, like, I swear to God, none of this occurred to anybody. Like, I, I could have said something when I was on yeah. 17. And I didn't know. That can be taken out of context and blown up. I'm not saying that some of the people coming out now don't have valid, yeah. horrible things they did. Because they did. But, like, I don't want to... Uh, I heard you say yesterday that you don't like the color orange. But I found a picture of you <laughs> wearing orange. And so, like, uh, I find that a little sus a little suspect. You know, like, I'm terrified. I don't people think <laughs> I'm uh, famous enough for people to care anyway. Oh. <laughs> No, I'm not. But that's the problem, Shelly. <laughs> you never know when you're famous enough. Because it's like Wait, a sorry, I say time I'm not bomb. famous enough. I mean, I'm not famous at all. <laughs> right, but still, you never know. You never know when people are going to decide that you are a target that can easily be taken down. Okay, like, <laughs> fair. It's very random. Fair, but... Like, and <laughs> if, if people knew... If people knew, they would have deleted their stupid shit from 10 years ago where they were racist assholes a long time True. ago. Or, or... Unless they're genuinely yeah, still I think, assholes. I think that's more <laughs> of the case where it's like, well, you do forget about that shit, right? Like, I'm not going to be able to remember every single dumb thing I said when I was 17. Was there even so... <laughs> right. Social media wasn't exactly a thing when I was 17, but... I know when we were young, it wasn't really a thing everyone did. And you used to use Facebook like you use yeah. Twitter now. So you used to oh, have man. Facebook statuses where you were like, I'm brushing my teeth today and my gums bled. <laughs> I hate it. Like, that's the quality content that was on Facebook when everything was starting. Yeah. Do you remember all those people? And like, they used to actually put their daily stuff I hated on. And it. there was this whole thing. I couldn't, like. like but yeah, the thing but is, <laughs> like. Twitter did exist at the same time as Facebook at that time. So, like, I could make that comparison. It's like, this is 
Facebook, not Twitter. I don't need to know your 140 character discussion about your toothbrush. Yeah, and, and so there was a big movement of people going like, I don't need to know when you yeah. brushed your hair today. But then it all moved to Twitter. <laughs> so like, I I just know that I have changed in a lot of my beliefs mm-hmm. since I was a teenager. And part of that had to do with moving out of a small town into a city by myself where I had no family, no anything. Uh, my family was not close, so I couldn't like go home every weekend. So you kind of go through this I don't you in unindoctrination <laughs> where you just start shedding these ideas or at least uh having a lot of information that is contrary in presented to you. So like I expect people to be different yeah. than they were at seventeen unless they lived in an area with a lot of diversity and encouraging parents. It's <laughs> the only circumstance where I expect you to actually know things, you know? But or you've just been on the internet. I don't know. It's really shaking my <laughs> it's really shaking my faith or hope in people to sure change. I ever had that hate much it. hope to be completely honest, so I guess there's that. Anyway, um yeah, we really do need to go. <laughs> we went yes. on a tangent when I was like I need to go. Yes. Okay. See see how easy it is for us. We're, We're great. Like, we love you. We don't shut up. Bye. Bye. <laughs>